Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Welcome back. We are still diving deep into Ayurveda, especially as my Ayurveda classes are going to be picking back up again by the end of this month. And I'm going to really quickly say, if you are enjoying a lot of this and you want to learn more, I'm actually doing like an introductory of Ayurveda with my good friend and business partner, Julie. This will be happening on Wednesday, the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will leave the information below on how you can register for that so that you can be there live for this webinar as we talk about Ayurveda. We're going to be going through a lot of things that we've talked about on this podcast, but deeper dive. And on top of that, you can ask us any questions that you may have. And if you want to do a consultation with any of us afterwards, you will have the opportunity to do that. So today... After we wrapped up our series of a deep dive in all of the doshas, I wanted to kind of talk about how to be able to balance your doshas when they go out of balance. And so before we dive into this, I want to say that although you might have a predominant dosha or two, like I do, you will find that as seasons go on or your lifestyle changes or your habits start to change or the food that you consume changes or whatever it may be, you might find that some of your less dominant doshas might become elevated or some of your predominant doshas might become decreased. So that's when you start to get that imbalance. So even though you might be more of a kapha, you might be finding some elevation in that pitta or a big decrease in that kapha. So I'm going to talk today about some of the signs of an imbalance when it comes to those doshas and how to remedy them. The first one I want to dive into is vata. The main reason why I want to talk about vata is because most of the illnesses and the problems that you're going to deal with are going to be vata. The least amount is going to come from kapha. Majority of your illnesses and conditions are going to come from vata imbalance. So some of those Signs of a vata imbalance is constipation, gas, bloating, dry and hard stool, being dehydrated, uh, craving a lot of warmth because you feel really cold, uh, feeling like you're having a viral infection and getting them quite frequently, weight loss, disturbed sleep, dry and cracked skin, difficulty tolerating loud noises, anxiety. It's also dealing with like... um, dry joints and joint pain um, because of them, because you don't have enough lubrication in those joints. And so when you're looking at being able to balance things, Ayurveda has this whole principle 
of like attracts like, and therefore opposites are going to help with balance. So when it comes to doshas, you want to be able to cultivate the qualities opposite of the dosha that you are trying to balance. So a good example is if you're dealing with too much air, which is vata, we need to find more fire and earth. So more qualities of pitta and a little bit more of kapha. Or kapha pretty much is like fire and earth a little bit. So you want to be able to do something that is opposite. It takes a lot of self-awareness, mindfulness, and discipline to start to make these shifts and to really recognize that these are things that you need to be able to change up. So some of the major causes of this vata imbalance in the first place, and these are some of the things that you might be doing that's causing this imbalance, is eating vata aggravating foods, having an irregular schedule of daily activities such as eating and sleeping. So you're not, you're waking up at random times, you're eating at random times. You're eating um, old leftover dry and cold foods. So the things that may be like old bread products, that's very dry, you know, almost to the point where you're gonna be making croutons out of it or French toast. A lot of uh, salads and stuff like that, very cold foods, gazpacho and stuff like that. Not eating enough food, so you're, you know, pretty much starving yourself. Having your food and eating it too rapidly, so you're just like guzzling it down without actually allowing it to digest. Eating while you're anxious or depressed or emotional eating. Drinking alcohol, coffee, or black tea. This helps um, to increase the anxiety that you're dealing with. Uh, suppression of bodily urges such as you're trying to hold back from sneezing or passing gas or limiting of the waist like stool and urine, you're holding it too long. Staying up really late, overexerting yourself, and excessive worry, fear, and loneliness. So some tips to be able to balance this out is having food that are sweet, salty, and sour tasting in your diet, avoiding the bitter and astringent and pungent food, Eat warm, oily, and heavy food. So again, this is complete opposite of vata of having cold and dry things. Um, and uh, so then avoiding cold foods. Best oils to use for your body and when cooking is almond, sesame, and ghee. Avoid ice cream and frozen yogurt. These are cold foods. Eat boiled or steamed starchy vegetables. Eat ripe fruits, so nothing that's old and, and dried fruits. Use mild spices such as cumin, ginger, cardamom, cinnamon, fennel, coriander, salt, cloves, mustard, and black pepper. These are mild, like warming spices. Having other things like chamomile, fennel, ginger, lemon, herbal teas are really great because they don't give you that excess energy like what coffee would have. Having raw honey, having maple sugar, molasses are great because you're bringing in some of that sweetness in it. Avoid using brown sugar and white sugar because this is very dry compared to like the other ones that are very moist sweeteners. And incorporating more vata balancing herbs in your diet. Other things is to minimize the time that you spend on your technology devices so turning off everything one hour before bedtime. Try to eat seasonally. Try to eat um, things like in the winter, abstain from eating raw vegetables and smoothies as they also increase vata. So then go for more um, warm spice 
soups and stews, cooked fruits and warm grains for breakfast and warm spiced milks. So think of like golden milk and things like that. Think of oatmeal. Think of um, cooked down apples or like a peach cobbler. Slow down the pace of your life. So vatas are very like high, high, high pace, which causes them to do a lot of things on overload and burn out really quickly and have a lot of anxiety. So avoid multitasking. Try to create boundaries, um, especially when it comes to responding to text message, emails, phone calls. Try to just slow things down. Your workouts should also be a little bit slower, so nothing that is fast-paced, such as running. Instead, do something a little bit slower, like long walks out in nature, um, more slow-paced yoga classes. And again, this is not just if you're a vata. This is if you're experiencing with any of these vata-like symptoms because it's now elevated, you want to be able to balance it back down. But this is the next thing. And so the reason why we're going in this order again is uh, Vata has the most illnesses, Pitta has the second, and Kapha has the least amount of illnesses or um, symptoms for imbalances. So for Pitta, this is appearance of red inflamed rash or acne on the skin. So think of cystic acne, a lot of boils and things like that, a lot of rashes, um, um, uh, psoriasis and things like that. Uh, occurrence of acute inflammation or swelling in the body or joint. So now your like knee is really big and swollen and red and inflamed. Acidity, uh, having ulcers, heartburn, having really a um, lot of fire in that stomach, which is causing a lot of issues, maybe acid reflux feeling nauseous or discomfort upon missing your meals. So very lightheaded because you have a high, high metabolism and pittas do not like to miss meals. Getting diarrhea because your metabolism is working overload and you're not really able to absorb all the nutrients. That fire is running hot. An uncomfortable feeling of heat inside of the body, maybe even a fever or hot flashes, feeling frustrated, angry, or irritable. So some of the major causes of this imbalance, including eating pitta, aggravating foods, spicy foods, think of that, like really, really spicy foods would really aggravate pitta, eating while being angry, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, black tea or alcohol, overworking, trying to do too much, very goal-oriented, very um, high activity level, especially when it comes to sports and things like that being overly um, aggressive and competitive. So some tips to balance this is to include sweets, bitter and astringent taste in your diet, avoid pungent, hot or sour, and even salty foods, eat boiled, steamed and raw vegetables, reduce the intake of hot and spicy foods, eating foods that are sweet to help reduce pitta, as my husband always say, like I should be eating ice cream. I'm like, not necessarily. Uh, but sometimes drinking warm milk with small amounts of cardamom and ginger in it, this would be really, really great to have. Avoid buttermilk, salted cheese, sour cream, and yogurt. Ghee and olive oil is best to be able to use if you're going to be using oil on your skin. Olive oil is your oil to use. Mild cooling spices such as coriander, cardamom, cloves, turmeric, cumin, curry leaves, 
mint and i would also say fennel which is really great for um, also gas but coriander and cardamom all those ones are going to help be able to reduce any of that inflammation in that body avoid jittery raw um, sugar and molasses if you are a pitta is aggravated use honey instead and you want to have more pitta balancing herbs in your diet other things is to really Again, you want to have cooling foods. You want to practice sports without having a competitive mindset. So if you are going to be doing some kind of sports, try to be a little bit calmer and not trying to always win all the time. Dedicate your work to a higher cause. Indulge in a little bit of self-care, such as using essential oils to help soothe your soul. These are really, really great ways to be able to kind of calm down. If you're not reading your emails first thing in the morning, not having that go, go, go competitive edge or comparing yourself to other people. All right. So now going into kapha. Again, kapha has the least amount of um, ailments. You usually find these things when you are dealing with the cooler seasons um, or when you're having some kind of an infection, um, such as congestion and respiratory. So some of the signs of a kapha imbalance. This is when the body gains weight or becomes obese, which is a result of slow and sluggish digestion of the food. All right, so kapha is very slow, slow, slow digestion. The metabolism is not running hot like a pitta. So that's when you're going to have your um, bowel movements sometimes um, will end up being very um, soft, not diarrhea-like, but elongated bowel movements. Uh, the current of water retention and swelling in the body. Remember, kapha is water uh, and earth. Increased frequency of cold, congestion, or cough. That's that water that's in the lungs and things like that. Increase your sugar levels in the body, which ends up resulting in diabetes. Increased cholesterol and triglycerides in the body. That's that excess fat. Feeling lethargic. Very common. Having a hard time waking up. Um, because you're feeling very heavy, slow, and dull, not feeling motivated to do things. Some of the major causes of this imbalance for kaphas is eating kapha-aggravating foods, eating excessive sweet, salty, or fatty foods, eating heavy meals or overeating, not doing any exercise or any form of physical activity, being very lazy, and having excessive sleep, like getting more than eight hours of sleep a day, like just wants to be knocked out for hours on end. So some of the tips when it comes to balancing, and this is going to be more when it comes for eating tips, is including pungent, bitter, astringent food to your diet. This is going to be a little bit more drying for that kapha. Avoid sweet, sour, and salty foods. This is what's going to cause a lot more of that weight retention. Eat more boiled, steamed, and raw vegetables. Eating ripe foods will be really good for kapha, except for bananas because they're very, very sweet. Minimize the intake of heavy foods, salt, and dairy products. Use raw honey instead of other sweeteners such as sugar, brown sugar, and maple syrup. Use oils in small amounts. Only the best oil like to kind of get is sesame seed oil would be a really, really great one. You can cook with it. You can also use it topically on your skin for moisturizer. Strong spices. These are going to be the warming spices, right? This is going to cause that digestive fire to kind of get up and warring and be more like a pitta-inducing 
one. So if you are feeling very sluggish for your metabolism, you want these things. These are things like pepper, um, paprika, garlic, basil, cloves, fennel, mustard, turmeric, cumarin, ginger, cardamom, cinnamon, coriander, black pepper, and things like that would really help stimulate your digestive system, help improve your appetite, clear out your sinuses, and helps that blood circulation in that body, which is very helpful for balancing out kapha. And of course, having any other kapha balancing herbs in your diet. So for kapha, when it comes to lifestyle, this is to commit to daily exercise. Kapha needs to get up and sweat and move. So these are going to be things such as running long distance, weight training, vigorous yoga, hot yoga. Those would be really great ones for kapha to get them body moving and sweating. Create more spontaneity in your life. Commit to trying a new thing each month. This helps get you out of your comfort zone so don't you spend more time being lazy. Minimize that dairy and those carbohydrates such as wheat in your diet and then try dry brushing as your daily routine after you shower to help stimulate the lymphatic system. These are all really great ways to be able to help balance out that so I hope you found this to be very, very helpful. Again, remember a couple key things and takeaways in summary. First one is even though you might have a predominant dosha, so maybe your predominant dosha is pitta, sometimes that pitta can get even more elevated or get decreased. So again, that's what your picrity and your vicrity is. You want to go back and figure out how do you go from your prakriti to your vicrity and figure out what is out of whack. What has been increased, what has decreased, and so that you can be able to look at those items that have maybe increased and be able to decrease them and bring them back to balance, or things that have decreased, be able to increase them and bring them back to balance. Again, these are some of the signs and symptoms that you might be having one of these out of whack without actually having to retake the questionnaire. Um, but the questionnaire is a really great guide when it comes to those things, too. Another key takeaway is remember, like attracts like. So if you want to balance something, you want to go with the opposite of what is elevated. Again, you don't want to continue to do the same things to continue to elevate those symptoms. You want to do the complete opposite. So again, if that's a vata thing, you want to have more warming things. If you're a kapha thing, you want to have a little bit more drying things, things like that. So just think about that. If you have any questions and you're just like, all right, this is all very interesting, but how do I apply this to my own life? Don't worry, you can book a consultation with me, do a deeper dive. Now, we will not only go over your assessment forms, but I will also take a deep dive into like what is more of your lifestyle like and give you some really big recommendations when it comes to your diet, when it comes to your lifestyle, when it comes to the type of herbs that you're going to have. So if you are interested in being able to book that, you can go over to my website to be able to book that. That is not a free consultation, unfortunately, because it's very in-depth, but that consultation will be $150 for you guys listening onto the podcast. This actually ends up being a little bit more for those that are not my podcast people. And you are going to be spending an hour and a half with me, typically on a Zoom call. We're going to go into some very in-depth things. And then after that whole thing, we're going to actually come up with some recommendations on the call and I'll give you a whole list of things that you can be able to implement into your life, give you suggestions on where to purchase these things, um, 
even give you suggestions on some types of workouts to be able to do some YouTube links to some ones that I think would be very beneficial to you and so forth. So it's a very in-depth consultation. And again, if you are interested in doing that, you can simply go over to my website. I will leave the link on how you can be able to book that consultation and we can proceed forward. Once you fill out the form, I will reach out to you and we will get the ball rolling on that. All right, you guys, I hope you are enjoying. And again, next Wednesday, the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be doing a webinar to talk about Ayurveda. That is my good friend, Julie, and I will be there to answer any questions that you have after the fact. So if you want to do another brief overview or get a little bit more details and be able to listen to both her and I talk about Ayurveda because we can geek out about that. Um, you've probably heard in a previous podcast episode when I had Julie on about gut health. These are things that we geek out about all the time. So we will be there to be able to answer any of those questions. And again, I will leave that link in the show notes too. So you can be able to join the webinar next Wednesday. And tell your friends about it too, because if you're interested in this, you probably have a friend that's interested in it too. So definitely let your friends know about the webinar. And also do me a favor. If you love this episode, share this episode, please. I really would love you to the moon and back if you share this episode with your friends so that more people can learn about Ayurveda and health and wellness overall. All right, you guys, I will see you next Wednesday, hopefully, and again next Thursday for another episode of Love Your Life Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into Love Your Life Podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph, and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.